In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. In order to support this show and keep providing you tons of free content week after week, we need the help of some great advertisers. And we want to make sure those advertisers are ones that you actually want to hear about. But we need to learn a little bit more about you to make that possible. So go to podsurvey.com slash she and take a quick anonymous survey that will help us get to know you better so that we can bring on advertisers that you won't want to skip through. Once you've completed the quick survey, you can enter for a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Terms and conditions apply. But again, that's P-O-D. S-U-R-V-E-Y dot com slash she. Thanks for your help. Hey, hey, friends. Today, I am so excited to introduce you to my friend, Danny. Danny Austin is an online personality and influencer popularized throughout Instagram and YouTube. Her goal as a creator is simple, transparency and authenticity in all content. In a world full of constant pressure and unattainable standards, Danny set out on a mission to be real on the internet. Danny has collaborated with some of the top Fortune 100 brands, including being a long-term creator for Olay, Southwest Airlines, eBay, Nordstrom, Downey, and more. Her focus began in the beauty space, but has transitioned to lifestyle and fashion over the last couple of years. She and her husband are now heavily invested in their lifestyle content and launching new businesses together. Currently, Danny is focused on building the Sassy Club, which is a social network that allows females to live an empowered life while you take relationships from online to offline, as well as find confidence through the Lord. The Sassy Club is currently launched in 52 cities across the U.S., has over 13,000 members, and is continuing to expand. Through her online content and her businesses, Danny is passionate about helping women find their sassy side, as she likes to call it. So all that to say, I am super pumped for you to hear this conversation with Danny. We are talking all things comparison and jealousy and how to really stay focused and stay in our lanes when there's pressure and when we feel not good enough, like we don't measure up or we begin to, you know, fall into perfectionism. I just really felt like there was so much meat in this conversation. There's so much goodness, so much truth, um, so many challenging things, so much practical advice. So I hope that you love this interview as much as I did. Without further ado, here is my conversation with Danny Austin. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. show my friend of course thanks for having me it is so fun to have you I feel like the best place we could start is maybe telling everyone how we met I feel like that gives some context (laughs) sure okay so Jordan and I met at a mind share which I know sounds kind of (laughs) weird so basically all these like we had a bunch of Christian influencers all get together and kind of encourage each other learn from one another, pray for one another. Um, It was really cool. So we went to the bathroom together and you said something. And I was like, whatever you said, I remember I was like, 
like in the stall and I was like oh my gosh like I was like wow like that totally relates to me like I totally feel that way too and oh you know what I I think it was you know what I think it was at least I remember this because like a couple other people pitched in and then you came out of the stall like yes (laughs) I think I was talking about like the challenge and also kind of like the weird pressure that you can experience being an influencer or like a business owner or anybody who has any kind of like public space and also being a Christian and how sometimes Mm -hmm. that can like create this expectation or this pressure of like, Oh, you must be this way. And this is how you should act. And these are my expectations of you. And like, why aren't you always posting Bible verses, you know, or whatever. And I was just sharing how like that was something that I've run into. Like, how do you kind of manage that and maintain? So I just, I think that's what you chimed in on too. Cause we have girl. Yes, that is exactly (laughs) what it was. And I remember connecting with you over that. And then just over that the next two or three days, what I just thought was so cool about you is you're so knowledgeable about so many things, but like you want everyone to know what you know or what you've learned. Like, I just thought that was so cool. And I was like, this chick is like inspiring. I was like, I want to be friends with her. (laughs) Thanks friend. That's sweet to say. I mean, you guys, it was funny because when you started sharing the ideas, when you and your husband started sharing the ideas, just that you wanted to do and the ways you wanted to create community for your girls, which we're going to talk about here in a minute. But as you were sharing those ideas, I'm like, oh my gosh, how have we never met before? Because I feel like we have kind of the same brain. Like I had created something similar a few years prior, but a little bit different. And I loved your approach and your spin on it. And you made me crack up because when you started talking about what we're going to dive into in a little bit, I just died because you like, we had already said this kind of online space, like there's like this almost stereotype of like, this is what you should be as a Christian and how you should yeah. work online. And you're like, um, no, you can be a, ho- a hot, sassy mama who loves Jesus or something. I was like, girl, yes. Why have I never thought of that? Like we, <laughs> there are so many different types of women. And I think when we yes. like put the label on us, like, oh, you're a Christian too. That means like, oh, I have to be really like quiet and stay in my room and read my Bible yeah. all the time. It's like, or you could be a hot, sassy mama. I don't know. I just thought that was so funny the way you said that. And I really appreciate that. So I want to hear more about that. But just for everyone's context, I just thought Danny's approach was so like lighthearted and kind of fun um, yeah. and still rooted and, you know, all of that. But it just didn't feel like uptight. So with that said, now that we are talking all about the things, <laughs> yeah. um, I want to just can you share a little bit with everyone what you do? Because I mean, I don't know. I just feel like girl power is such a large part of your brand. But what does that mean to you as, you know, as a friend, as a sister? How does that relate to everything that you do? Sure. Okay. So I can kind of start out with what I do and then I'll relate it back to girl power. So I always say that I'm a fashion blogger by disguise. (laughs) I just think with the internet, there's so many cool creative ways that you can use your interests in order to like draw people in and really share what's important to you. And so the message that I like to share to women is that you don't have to be perfect. And I try to be as transparent and authentic as I can be um, because I want women to really find their identity and what the Lord says about them and not by, you know, what Instagram or Mm -hmm. just our culture or whatever says about us. And so um, I used to do these things called retainer talk. And first of all, I love (laughs) like so relatable. (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny because you see like, they're just at the time there weren't a lot of fashion bloggers or like travel bloggers really showing like the behind the scenes and I was like you know what I'm gonna take off all my makeup Mm -hmm. get in my like gross pjs put on my retainer and just be slobbering all over the place (laughs) and just talk about kind of what's going on in my life like what I'm learning what God is teaching me and I think it just kind of opened up 
that conversation for other women too. Um, and <laughs> another thing is I'd wake up in the morning because, you know, at, I sometimes struggle with my self-esteem or feeling confident. And so I would film myself like in the morning whenever my hair was like five inches taller than when I went to bed. And I would like walk up to the mirror with like my glasses and retainer and be like, I'm a hot sassy mama. And like my, it was so funny because my followers started doing the same thing. Like they started sending me retainer talks and they started you know, just walking up to the mirror and telling themselves that they're a hot, sassy mama empowered by, you know, scripture and like what God was saying about them rather than letting these like insecurities take hold of them. Mm. So, um, so, you know, we started the Sassy Club. It first started as like a Facebook group. And I just really encouraged women to connect and relate because everyone had these really cool, unique stories. And unfortunately, you know, like I can't be there in person with every single one of them. So I was like, I really just want to have this community where women can connect and, you know, be empowered by the scripture. And so I also named it the Sassy Club because like you were saying, like, I, I don't know, I just whenever I thought of the Christian culture, like I just thought there's so many um, communities out there that you just think of girls like sitting around braiding their hair or like. Um, <laughs> and there's daisies. nothing wrong with that, but there's more to it, more to it than that. <laughs> there's there's nothing wrong with it at all. But like a lot of, of women are also like that follow me are doctors and mm-hmm. CEOs and, yep. you know, all these things. And so I was like, you know what, they should be bold and confident mm-hmm. and sassy, empowered by what God says about them. Mm-hmm. And so um, a lot of people think the name is weird, but it's just kind of quirky. No, I love um, it. Well, I think there's so, a negative connotation around the word sassy too, but can you, by definition, share what sassy actually means? Because I people often think that means like you have a bad attitude, but I think the way you define it and what you've explained makes it make so much more sense. Sure. So I've Googled it many of times and every time it's just lively, bold, and full of spirit. Hmm. And I think that that's exactly like how we should feel whenever we read the scripture and like learn what God actually, or how God actually sees us. And so, um, you know, I think whenever we're bold, lively and full of spirit, that also opens up the door for God to really use us Mm -hmm. and, um, just for really good things to happen. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's so good. And I think it makes it fun too. You, you were starting to kind of say that and I think I cut you off. So apologies there, but I want to make sure that we got that in there. Cause I think that really helps kind of paint the full picture of like, no, 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 this isn't just about being, you know, having a bad attitude it's actually about having an attitude that you're designed to have being empowered and there's nothing wrong with that and I think we often there's sometimes conflicting ideas around that so I love that you're like um we're gonna bring a slightly different message here embrace who you are like don't be afraid to be empowered you know there's beauty and necessity in that and I think sometimes we can almost I feel like we live in a world that's kind of like extremes I don't know if you feel like that but it's like over here it's like all about the empowerment and then over here it's like oh the empowerment is bad and it's like wait a second you know like I think everything and you know to a degree of moderation is really important and I think you do that so so well and bringing in girl power in such a healthy and life-giving way is like so needed I think in our world and in our culture of women yeah totally I mean even with girl power, I think sometimes, you know, for me, girl power isn't about just being so focused on your own power. Mm -hmm. It's like, but how we support other females, like that's what's truly so powerful. Um, Like, I think there's nothing more powerful than just encouraging others. And I think like whenever we, you know, we rise by lifting other people up Mm -hmm. and there, you know, so often, especially on Instagram and like blogging, I feel like our culture tries to hit us against each other Mm -hmm. as females And um, it's just a bummer because 
like supporting another female success won't dampen your own. And instead, like, I think we should celebrate each other and like celebrate our similarities, celebrate how we're different. You know, like if we show up to a party wearing the same dress, like that's not embarrassing. That means like we both just have really good style. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, so good. Um, That's true. (laughs) We both have good style. That's so true. I think you're so right there. And it is such a weird, like, I think we all know that, you know, we want to, you know, community over competition is something we talk about a lot, I think, in the online space. Um, But I think actually taking almost, you almost have to sometimes make a sacrifice in order to achieve that. Um, You almost have to be like, okay, I could be, you know, stressed about this and bummed about it, or I can find the positive, you know, element of the whole thing. And so I guess that kind of leads me to think about just jealousy, because I think that's what fuels competition. Would you agree? Like, that's what oh, totally. that's what kills our ability to actually support one another, to empower one another. So I'm curious, have you ever struggled with being jealous of other women? And, you know, if so, how have you previously dealt with those feelings? Because I don't know about you, but that's something that I've totally struggled with. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think jealousy is interesting because it really shows you what, like, your deepest desires are. Mm-hmm. And it can be, like, such a strong feeling that actually, like, physically affects you. Like, I don't know if you've ever experienced that before, but it actually, like, can make your stomach kind of drop or, like, you get a pit in your stomach. And mm-hmm. to me, those are just signals that we truly feel like we are missing something. Like, we feel like we have a void mm-hmm. or we have, like, we don't have everything that we need in our lives mm-hmm. um, when that's totally not true. And I mean, I've dealt with jealousy in the past and I really was forced to just face the real issue. Like I remember when I first started blogging, I had, um, or sorry, I first started on YouTube. Hmm. I had, um, girls reach out to me that, you know, at the time I had more followers than them. And like a year later they had like five, six million followers. Hmm. And I remember I was really forced, like I really wrestled with it for a little bit. And, um, I was really forced to change my perspective because it's one of those things that can just like totally eat you alive. And I think that if you just kind of start looking at the narrative a little differently, like instead of saying, wow, like what am I missing? Like, why did I not grow that fast? Like, why am I not good enough? Instead, like looking at it, like, wow, like I'm friends with her and she's killing it. And, you know, I have so much to learn and um, just like being like, get it girl and like getting excited for them. Um, I think that's really important, but also just like realizing that, you know, by me saying, by me feeling jealous, like I truly feel like that's me saying like, I don't trust that God has a plan for me. Like, I feel like I'm missing something that God hasn't given me when real in reality, that's not true. Hmm. That's good. So true. I relate to that a hundred percent. Um, I think kind of on that note, I'm curious, like, What do you do like kind of practically um, when you feel like your confidence levels are dropping? Maybe when you've been in when you've been in a situation where you felt that kind of jealousy and competition um, or even just, you know, lack of confidence as a result of jealousy kind of bubble up, if for lack of a better word. Um, What do you do when you feel like that's kind of dropping and you're getting stuck in this competition and comparison mindset rather than the positive element of it and the empowering and the um, the gratitude? I think that it takes to really overcome that. Sure. Um, you know, I recently wrote a blog post on this because it's something that I also struggle with, but, um, I just try to say like less of me and more of him because the more that I get to know God and like the more I'm filling myself up and reminding myself about like what he says about me, the clearer things become for me. So I stopped looking at my own body image so much and just 
discover more about him. And that helps me kind of see this bigger picture. Like the more that I get to know him, the more I see me through his reflection. Mm -hmm. And so in conclusion, like I start to appreciate how beautiful God says that I am. And, um, you know, like without realizing it, like I kind of mentioned earlier, when we don't love ourselves, we're inherently saying like, I disagree with God, like the creator of everything. But when I'm confident in who God made me, then he can use me as a tool to like love and serve other people. Hmm. Um, but you know, some more, I'm a very like practical person. Like I like practical tips. Like I need, you know, I need things. I'm like, okay, I want to do that each day. And like, if that's going to help. And, um, you know, I think like just joining a community group through our church and sharing some of those insecurities with my community, um, and having other people like the Lord can use other people to like love on, love on me and remind me of these things. And, you know, I have like scripture post-it notes all over my mirror, um, just, you know, small little remind reminders like that, or, you know, staying off your phone and not looking at Instagram 24 seven, um, you, you know, kind of setting boundaries with mm-hmm. the things that you know that you struggle with. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like I actually, I used to watch The Bachelor like all the time. Like I actually, have ne- <laughs> like I have never missed a, a season of The Bachelor. And you know, what's crazy is like, I got married uh, eight or nine months ago. I should know that, but it's like eight or nine months. And um, it was crazy. Like I watched the season premiere of The Bachelor this year. And I was like, you know what? I just, I don't think that this is healthy for me right now, like in the position I am in in life. And like, and that's okay. But I think that you can take like little small steps in your life um, to just constantly be reminding yourself of like who God says that you are. And, um, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with setting those boundaries. Yeah, that's good. I think we forget about boundaries so often, especially when something is so culturally normal, like Instagram or The Bachelor or these things that you hear about all the time. It's like, yeah, absolutely. Like now and then that's great. Um, But just setting actual, you know, and looking at, I always look at when I look at those things and I think about those things, it's like always knowing your why behind it. Like, even if it's something as silly as like for entertainment, you like, you know what I mean? Like literally to bond with my girlfriends and have some wine and cheese and watch The Bachelor, like cool. Um, But I think knowing your why behind it, we often forget. And so we just start doing things very aimlessly and we're like, I'm just scrolling along, you know, Um, I'm just sitting here aimlessly watching TV for no real purpose. It's one thing if it's seen as a tool or a means to an end for a greater thing I think that really helps us when you can keep your why in mind it can really help when you're looking or when you're in situations that otherwise could really create jealousy or might even begin to create jealousy or make your confidence level go down um that's kind of like okay a setting the boundary and b if I'm gonna do it why am I doing it it's not that it's like you shouldn't you can't it's bad it's maybe I don't need to so much in this season or maybe this season not at all and if I'm going to in this season why you know is it for my girlfriends is it for relationship is it for lighthearted entertainment then I need to keep that in the forefront of my mind so that it doesn't become one of those things that totally trips me up girl that is so good that's so good. <laughs> well, you, you like set me that. up there, so it's <laughs> a good alley oop. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, speaking of that, this is kind of segueing because you were talking about setting boundaries in the season, just all the things going on in your life. So I think one thing I'm curious about is do you have any advice on how not to lose yourself and your dreams when you have a busy schedule of being a wife and a business owner and an influencer or whatever? Because I get a lot of questions, you know, from my community, and one of that one that seems to come up a lot is literally this. 
this. They ask, how do you, how do you juggle different areas of your life? You know, and then someone that recently asked this was like, I'm a business owner and a mom and a wife and a babysitter. And I feel like, you know, the pain point that comes through those questions is how do I not lose myself? How do I not lose, you know, vision of where I'm going, but still take care of those things? You know, how do I not lose my confidence, my vision, my dreams, and who I am in the midst of these other responsibilities or things that I'm trying to build? Sure. I totally get that. I mean, I think the reason why a lot of us don't go out after our dreams or kind of just put them on hold is because, you know, we feel like we don't have the resources or the time. Like we have the passion, but we don't feel like we're equipped to do it or we get overwhelmed and we don't know where to begin. And, um, but so some practical tips that I focus on are, you know, I know we mentioned this, but not only setting boundaries to yourself, but also communicating them like in a really loving way, mm-hmm. um, especially to your family. You know, like I'm, you know, still somewhat of a newlyweds, but something that we're really learning is just how important that communication is. And so, you know, my husband and I, we both work from home and, um, you know, recently I learned <laughs> that I needed to communicate to him that, you know, in the mornings, like up until noon, like I really enjoy being by myself working with the door closed. And Hmm. now like that's my time where I can, you know, edit photos, create Instagram stories, knock out emails, whatever it is. And now he knows and respects that this is my time. Like this is my time or my wife's time and I'm going to give her that. And then, you know, we'll come together and work on other things. And so I think setting those boundaries and communicating them has been so helpful for us. And then also just in terms of like setting so to prevent you from getting super overwhelmed, just setting specific goals mm-hmm. each day and know, like knowing it's a process, like you aren't going to get everything done in one day and that's okay. Um, so just taking it day by day, like on, on Monday, you know, choose the, if you're going to start a blog, for example, on Monday, choose your blog name on Tuesday, find your web post and just set these little goals mm-hmm. and accomplish them. Stay on your deadline each day. Um, I think that that was so helpful because I tend to get so overwhelmed. Like if I just look at where I'm going or what I want or what the goal, the over, like the big goal is, I'm so overwhelmed. Like I don't know how to get there. And then I just don't even want to try. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's helped a lot. And then also for me, just losing the perfection aspect of my personality, like, and being more action oriented and really like being self-disciplined and just staying on track and knocking it out, even if it's not perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, I try to value like actually setting a deadline and sticking to it. Then I do the perfection side of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I'm the same way. So I have a weird type of perfectionism. I think that comes up and I didn't realize it about myself until recently. And I'm curious if you relate to it because I think this isn't something we talk about a lot, but I think it's actually more common than we think. Um, And it took me a while to realize, but basically, you know, I am kind of a doer. Like I'm an action taker. I feel like you kind of are too. You have an idea and you kind of just go for it, even if it's little steps at a time. Um, But one thing that I have found is I'm a quick start. It's something that I learned. I did the Colby assessment and that basically measures like how you work. Super interesting. If you've never done it before, totally recommend it. Um, But anyways, it talked about how like when I get an idea, I pretty much just act on it. Like some people will perfectionism will like almost be paralyzing and like you just don't move forward because you don't know what to do or you don't know how to do it perfectly so you just don't um I'm kind of the opposite where I'm like I don't know what I'm doing but we'll just kind of wing it and go for it and then you know I make decisions very intentionally but when I'm taking action I'm just like cool this is the decision we're going for it um 
once the decision is made, I'm a doer. And so it's interesting though, because be- since I move fast, since I, you know, kind of just take action quickly, something will get done and it's done, which is better than perfect. Right. Cause at least it's done. Yep. But then what happens is like two weeks after it's done, I'm like, wait a second, I didn't think to do this or this wasn't done right. Or that video needs to be edited differently. Cause I coughed in it, you know, or like whatever. Yep. Um, and I noticed that I like backtrack and almost dig myself into a hole after it's done, which in some ways is good. Cause at least it's out there, but then I'm always like feeling like I'm making touch-ups and adjustments to things that like should be done, you know? So I don't know. Does that make any sense at all? It definitely makes sense. I do the same thing, but I think I, I agree with you. Like at least it's out there and like, mm-hmm. You know, I think I also find comfort that in that sometimes too, because I'm like, if I sit on something too long, then I like literally won't ever do it. So I'm kind of like you too. I'm an action, like a doer. Like I just want to get it out there. And you, you can always go back and make it better or like learn from it and then make the next thing that you work on mm-hmm. better. So I don't think it's like a totally bad thing. Um, but I do, I get what you're saying. Like, yep, it totally relates. It's a challenge. <laughs> it is a real challenge. Okay. That kind of, I have a, now that we're talking about perfectionism, I think this really applies. And I'm curious, let's like dive into, cause as we're just talking about like empowering others, empowering ourselves, being intentional and also, you know, getting our confidence back, especially from jealousy and comparison. Um, I think what also ties into that is people pleasing, <laughs> um, uh-huh. and feeling like you have to be everything to everyone. I don't know if you feel that way, but there's times I totally feel that way. Um, and one of the questions that we get a lot and what I'm curious I'm just curious what you would say the question is how do you navigate people not even necessarily your friends constantly asking to get together or hang out or do something together and then someone specific said I'm currently a senior in college and engaged and planning my wedding and I'm also working as a resident advisor so I'm constantly being asked to hang out with people one-on-one go to coffee etc etc as well as all the planning that they have to do how do you not seem rude by setting those boundaries? Like, I don't want to seem rude. I don't want to feel too busy. Or I don't want to come across like I'm too busy for them. But the fact is, sometimes I'm too busy for everyone. You know, how do you yeah. balance that? Have you experienced that? Okay, so first of all, if you struggle with something similar to this, um, Jordan, have you read the book Boundaries that I gave you? Um, <laughs> I hate that you're asking me that on air right now, Danny. Now you're making me look horrible. <laughs> Not yet, but I need to now that you bring it up. It's in my back Girl, still. It is, it's so <laughs> Wait, hang so on. Good. Backstory. When we're at the influencer inner circle mindset or what is it? Mindshare, mastermind, whatever you want to call it. The like event that we met at, we did this thing that was like a book sharing, right? And so everybody had to bring a book and then they would stand up and explain what the book was and why it was one of their favorite books. And then someone could just raise their hand and say, I want it. And then you would swap. So, or you would give it to that person. So when Danny brought the book boundaries, I was like, oh heck yes. (laughs) And now I haven't even read it two months later. Don't judge me, but we will, we will. (laughs) Well, I'll read. So the title of the book is boundaries, when to say yes, how to say no to take control of your life. Mm-hmm. It's really good. So if you are somebody that struggles with that, like I definitely recommend that book. Um, I can kind of talk about how this relates to me. I don't necessarily have like a bajillion people asking me to hang out all the time personally, but I feel it on the internet a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, like 
that that sentence made me sound so lame. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't. Honestly, I don't either. But it's the thing. It's whatever environment you're in and people have want to hang out or they want to talk with you or they want to send you messages. It can come in so many different capacities. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what did I just say? I feel that a lot with, I'm sure you feel this too, like with just being a content creator. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, Oh, we were talking about this too. Like, I think that setting those boundaries with people is so important. Like even with, we, we talked about this, how sometimes we feel like we share our faith too much mm-hmm. because then it becomes something that's not even really our own anymore. Yeah. And just kind of protecting that I think is, is okay. And like, I think that protecting your time like that in your friendships is also okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that people like, if, I don't think they'll think it's rude if they really know like your intentions and heart behind it. I mean, I do believe in like quality over quantity with your friends, but like friends are, it's really all about community and like pouring into each other and showing up and like, not just, you know, giving to a group, but also being like filled up as well. And so um, you know, if your friendships are just draining you be, and then you're not able to like fill yourself up again, like that's not that I don't think that's what community is really for. So I think it's okay to set those boundaries. And, um, yeah. you know, I don't I think that people won't think it's rude if they know your heart and intentions. Yeah. And, you know, I haven't even read that book yet, but something that I have found to be somewhat helpful is to be better and more proactive about planning stuff out because I think when it starts to really bog you down, I mean, it can come at any point. So this isn't like the magic solution. Um, But on top of, you know, setting kind of some more time boundaries and where you're going to really invest your time and your energy and all of that, um, something else that I think can be super helpful is notifying those people that you know reach out to you like or that you want to catch up with or that, you know, reach out to you frequently or that you you know are in a group with or whatever um and if they are actual people in your life not just people online which are important but they're also not people that you are necessarily investing in building a long-term relationship with so those people that you really do want to prioritize I think it's good to like write them down and that's not leaving out others but it's just kind of giving yourself black and white a visual to help you actually set those boundaries um and then be able to kind of say like okay how can I be more proactive about saying hey so and so um I would love to catch up soon and this is a crazy month for me. So can we plan something for April or can we plan something for the following month? And almost saying like, letting them know, you know, I don't have a lot of time coming up and I'm just in a crazy schedule, but I'm thinking of you and I want to be able to be available for you, but it's going to be within this, you know, you can almost set a boundary without having to say, Hey, I'm setting boundaries. You know, you're almost like giving an option or two options and then that kind of sets a natural boundary rather than like, yeah, when are you free? And then it becomes this like, you know, two week long text message and back and forth, you know, playing phone tag, trying to figure something out and you're overwhelmed. And then in the meantime, 15 other people have reached out to you or 10 other people have reached out to you and your mom calls and like, there's just so many things. So kind of being a little bit more proactive, it makes people feel loved and seen and appreciated. And then that way it's not like you're just never getting back to them. But then you're also not overcommitting yourself by saying yes to every coffee date that someone requests of you, if that makes sense. Yeah. I really like that, especially being proactive. That's something I've been trying to work on so much. Um, even like smaller things, like um, I've been trying to like FaceTime some of my girlfriends from college while I'm eating lunch. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's usually I'm like, hey, I have 15 minutes. Like, what's going on today? And just, yeah. you know, that shows that I care about them. Or like even 
you know, every single time that I take my dogs out, you know, I call my mom and just make sure that my mom is still feeling loved and cared for. You know, there's so many small things like that, too, if you can't meet with someone face to face just to like stay in touch with them and let you let them know that they're on your mind. Uh, that's so good. I love that in those like moments of margin, like when you're taking the dogs out, I try to call my mom when I'm driving to the store or driving to an appointment or something. Um, mm-hmm. And that's relatively frequently. Um, so yeah. we eat a lot of food. It's fine. Well, and then sometimes I feel like, like, I feel like we're really struggling with this lately, actually, um, in our businesses. Like, if you, if I, like, literally do not have enough time in my day to stop and, like, check in, even with my husband or, you know, my parents or whatever, that means, like, my my lifestyle is probably not balanced, you know, and I think kind of reassessing and like looking at everything and maybe something has to go or maybe we need to slow down here. That's been really hard for us lately. Do you have any insight on that, Jordan? On, on reframe the question just so I actually answer this right. Just like <laughs> struggling, struggling with knowing like whether or not your lifestyle is balanced because like oh, if you don't okay. have enough time to know, if you don't have enough time to call your parents or mm-hmm. to, you know, go to uh coffee with a friend like that because that's how I feel lately like mm-hmm. I'll have some girls from my small group they're like let's go to lunch or let's do this and I'm like whoa I have literally stacked my schedule so much that like I can't even go to coffee with a friend like yeah. on a Wednesday you know yeah that's probably yeah do you ever struggle with that um yeah absolutely and what's funny is like it always makes me go back to my why because it's like why did you start like doing what you're doing well I started it for fun you know but then when I really was like you know what I'm gonna take this seriously like this could actually be my career if I'm very intentional about it and Mm -hmm. the whole idea part of it was not only to impact people it was also to have the lifestyle that I'm like I want to be able to have the flexibility I want to be able to have kids and be at home with them one day and like Mm -hmm. you know I want to be able to be more available for my husband rather than coming home at 6 p.m exhausted every day but ironically we can become almost more slaves to our work because we're so passionate about it and in some ways we can start to believe the lie that like it all depends on us and many days it can really feel like it does and I think that's why we overwork ourselves so much not only because we want to you know because of perfectionism or feeling the need to people please or be available for everything but also like just because we're so passionate about it you know and it can be so easy to be like well I don't want to let that slide because it's important to me that it gets done you know if it's yours and you have to take ownership of it it's like very difficult to draw that line and so um, I would say, you know, again, like we're definitely not professionals at this, but one thing Matt and I had to implement was like, how do we prioritize getting up at the same time and starting our days on the same foot and then ending our days on the same foot? Because even though like we both work together from home too, and he's got some of his own things going on. And then he also really is like a huge partner and help to me what I do from like, he's kind of the spreadsheets business brain guy. And I'm like, hi, I'm just going to show up and love the world. Um, so it's a good, it's a good balance. I feel like you and Jordan are somewhat like that too. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, for us, it was like, okay, cool. Even though we're working together, it can still become something that you're like, not necessarily fully there together because you're you're doing your own tasks and you work differently and you have different roles and so um you know for us it was like how can we make sure that we're starting our days five days a week off on the same foot like monday through friday we get up at the same time and we go to the gym together and then we usually do some quiet time or we'll go to the gym a couple mornings a week and then we'll prioritize one morning a week to take an off day and just really have some awesome quiet time prayer whatever together in the morning um that has been really helpful just really starting on the same foot and giving that first 45 minutes of the day together, Mm -hmm. you know, and being in the same, in the car and talking through what's the plan for the day. What are you doing? Okay. Let's, you know, do this, this, and this together. Um, and then we try to do lunch together 
relatively frequently as if um, he was like, we kind of try to block that out as much as we can. There's definitely seasons like I'm in a nuts season right now. I'm like pre-book launch. There's a lot going on. He's kind of learning the ropes and doing a lot. So it's not as easy, but I will say we've been trying to prioritize eating together, like waking up and going to bed and then eating together without distractions. Those few disciplines, is it tons of time? No, but the quality of the time is really, really key. So that's helped us achieve more balance. But honestly, I don't know because it is like when you're passionate, you can't do that all the time. So I think it's in seasons. And I think if it goes on for more than like a couple of months, you're like, okay, we got to make some hard adjustments. But if like right now we know we're in a hustle season, but in the Mm -hmm. fall, we weren't so much in a hustle season. So we really were better about it. So I think it's just like giving yourself grace too, you know? Yeah. But I, I agree with the intentional time because like you were saying, like we are together all day long, you know, and all week. And mm-hmm. so we're like, Oh, we're together. We don't need to plan a date night yeah. or plan a breakfast together. But then, you know, Friday comes around. I'm like, I have no idea what Jordan's been up to this week. I have yeah. no idea where he's at in his life, but we've been in the same room the whole time, you know? Yeah. Well, in that crazy. quality time without Instagram stories, without yep. feeling like we have to tell everybody about it, without being distracted, without checking email. I remember one time, this is super random, but it, I always think about it because it's like, here's why I'll explain it in a second. So basically I remember back in college, this is so random, but I was at like a Halloween get together dressed as a minion. I don't know why. And, um, and my friend, it was like the most boring like there was like no one there well there were people there but it just wasn't our vibe we were like we don't know these people like why are we here and my friend I was sitting there on my phone and she's like well how you feeling like what are you thinking you know like do we want to stay and I go well I'm on my email so that's where I'm at or I'm checking my email and that's where I'm at and she just started cracking up she's like okay so I think that's a sign it's time to leave you know um so the reason I bring that up is because I think sometimes when we're quote-unquote bored or not engaged and present in a situation we can be like well I'm checking my email that's where I'm at basically we subconsciously say this is boring I'm checked out bye um yeah and I think we can do that in our marriages and our relationships like it's if it's not as interesting as what we might be able to find on our phones we don't really engage dance have a good time love on people chat with people like whether that's our spouse or our friends or whoever we're with and I think that's a really big problem in our culture and so I often feel like am I in a I'm checking my email moment <laughs> yeah and in other words I'm checked out and if so how do I kind of shift my focus because I can like catch myself feeling like I'm in a, I'm checking my email moment. How do I get out of this? So I don't know if that's helpful, but that's kind of something that I always come back to. Am I tempted to check something else that might be more interesting? And if so, I need to really disengage that and be more present where I'm at. I totally agree. We actually experienced that even last night, like, um, came back home. I was on my Instagram stories and Jordan was like, you know, it kind of makes me feel like whatever that is, is more important than, than me. And I'm like, whoa, I never, I never knew that I made you feel that way, Mm -hmm. you know, and just by him communicating that to me, it kind of opened up my eyes and we put our phones away. Uh, We actually talked about this last night. We put our phones away. We charged our phones in the bathroom last night. So when we woke up this morning, they weren't around us. Um, But it also just opens up opportunity. Like we had, once we put our phones away last night, we had the best conversation, Mm -hmm. like laughed so hard had so much fun together. It was kind of like we were dating again, you know? And it's just when you put it away and you set those boundaries and you stick to them, like it just opens up so much more opportunity for like growth in your relationships. Yep. Yep. We had to make that decision together so that we hold ourselves accountable. We actually got a home phone. (laughs) I'm like, are we 90? I don't know. Um, (laughs) But it was so helpful because I mean, we've only had it a little while, but it's like, 
you know, sometimes you kind of justify keeping your phone around in case mom and dad calls or like something important happens. Yeah. And so he's like, fine, then we're going to get a home phone so that those who really do need to contact us when we decide to kind of rest and unplug for whether it's a few hours in the evening or over the weekend or whatever, they can get in touch with us. So we have nothing to worry about. And then everybody else can wait and everything else can wait. And it's like, Oh, Mm. yeah, that's good. And we've tried to set some time bounds like, okay, if you're going to be on your phone at lunchtime, you're not going to check it again until 4 p.m. or whatever, which is so hard, especially with our jobs. But it's been really helpful to try to do that at least a couple of days a week. It's not like you have to be a machine about it. It's just identifying like, oh, we've been kind of bad about this recently. We need a reset, you know. Um, So I totally agree with that. We've done that. We leave our phones in the bathroom or downstairs in the kitchen. And I kind of try to create space rules so that we don't feel like we're constantly I think that's why we can struggle with perfectionism Um, I think that's why we can struggle with um, lack of connection that's why we can struggle with Mm -hmm. self-confidence because I think confidence true confidence is an internal thing and it comes from feeling loved accepted connected and Mm -hmm. that's only going to happen if we allow ourselves to be connected to be present to be in those moments which is why you and I both have that passion for creating community for these women um, online whether that's the sassy club or through the different groups that I have um but I think we can sometimes forget our like to allow ourselves to do that within our own most mm-hmm. precious relationships because we're so busy trying to build it for everybody else. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, actually, the reason I even started the Sassy Club was because I felt like it was something that I struggled with so much. Like, I really felt like I struggled with, you know, maintaining relationships, prioritizing my community. Um, it really was like, you know, I'm not coming at you guys as an expert. I'm coming at as someone that like actually needs needs this too. Oh my gosh. Okay. I feel like we could talk for hours because we have actually in real life, Um, but I don't want to take too much of your time. And so I feel like the best way to close this would maybe to just ask you to maybe share maybe two or three things that any listener, any woman can kind of begin right now to boost her confidence. What would you recommend? Sure. Um, I would say, you know, try not to less of me and more of him. Like I would say that that's kind of like my motto each day, reminding myself of um, the truth about what God says about you. Like there's so many ways that you can do that. I mean, you can even just make a quick Google or, you know, write scriptures on your mirror or join a Bible study of women that remind you of those things. Um, Also, I guess my third thing would be to kind of celebrate your individuality, like celebrate the fact that you might be a little different. Like those are actually really cool things about you that, may separate you from the crowd and God can use those unique things about you in so many cool ways. Mm, so good. So good. Well, where can everyone find you? I want them to go check out the Sassy Club <laughs> and all the things you're doing. Sure. Okay. So um, Sassy Club, you can find us on, I guess the easiest way would just be to find us on Instagram. We have all the links there. It's just the Sassy Club. And then um, my personal Instagram is at Danny Austin. And my blog is dannyaustin.com. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on, friend. It's been so fun to have you. And I can't wait to hear all the feedback. I know this is going to encourage so many women and hopefully help boost their confidence too. Girl, thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content 
And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.